0: I want to welcome you here this morning, and um, Pastor Mike, you heard before, he wishes he could be here, but uh, he's in Taiwan today, and so is my mother, so uh, my mother's away for Mother's Day, so it's a bit sad, but hey, hey, it's great to be with you here this morning, and uh, today's a really special day, and uh, that we want to honor mothers and uh, grandmothers and and the likes. But, you know, just as I was um, preparing for this morning... um, you know, Mother's Day is is not always easy for everybody, and uh, I mean, some people have the joy of, of having kids, and uh, some people here this morning you may have um, had miscarriages. Uh, some people here this morning, uh, some ladies, you may have uh, lost children. Um, uh, for for some for some people here today, Mother's Day may may bring with you a lot of heartache, and uh, so today I actually don't want to preach. Uh, specifically towards mothers this morning, but um, I believe that today God especially wants to touch women this morning. Not just, not just mothers, but I, I, I sense that this morning God wants to touch all women. And I can sense that God's presence and God's love, is, uh, I, I just sense that something powerful is going to happen here this morning amongst women. And um, so, so I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, mothers. And, and for guys especially, I want you to hear this morning that, um, that, that, this, that this message that I believe that God has placed on my heart um, you also have a, a, a tremendous role in that as well. And um, so, the, so this morning, we're going to have a, a real powerful time. In the, um, in the video we just, just saw there, uh, there's a scripture that, that, was, uh, that was brought out. And the scripture, if you've got your Bibles with you, when you turn to uh, Isaiah chapter 61, Isaiah chapter 61, this is incredible, um, this is incredible scripture. When, when Jesus first started his ministry on earth, um, uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the first messages he preached was this message here, and it starts off on, uh, on Isaiah 61, verse 1. And it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon thee, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, and to proclaim freedom for the captives, and to release from darkness the prisoners. And in verse 2, it says, And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and in the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. And to provide for those who, who grieve in Zion. Verse 3. It says, and to bestow upon them a crown of beauty. Everybody say a crown of beauty. Instead of ashes, he gave us beauty for ashes, and, and, and he gave us oil for gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness, that they would be called oaks or trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. In other words, that, he will, that, that they may be trees of righteousness, planting that planted that they may give glory to God. And I can sense this morning that God is going to do something powerful amongst you women. And uh, do you want to hold on to your seats? Because I reckon this is such a, a powerful thing. And uh, when I was looking at this, this is incredible. Uh, if this piece of scripture is, is, a, is a piece of scripture that, that Jesus first used uh, when, he, when he stood up and, and gave his message, uh, there's got to be something powerful about what he's saying here. And uh, so we're going uh, to just quickly explore. But it says and he wants to provide upon your life a crown of beauty instead of ashes. He wants to place upon our lives a crown of beauty. He gave us beauty instead of ashes. Now, when you look at the word ashes, uh, the word ashes means um, it it refers to a place of humiliation. It it, it refers to a place of worthlessness. It it, it refers to a place of dejection. And it also refers to a a, a place of utter destruction. When something is burnt to the ground, there's nothing left of it. It's just a pile of worthless ashes. And also, so when people were grieving in the Bible, when people um, ha, ha, had experienced death or experienced sorrow, one of the things they would do would cover their, 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 their faces and cover their body with ashes, and it would be a sign that they're in grief. And So the, the ashes refer to a place of utter destruction or death. And, uh, and I, what I want to do is I just want to take us back a little bit because I just want to just open up the picture just, uh, just quickly. So when Jesus gets up and... and, and, and uh, in Matthew, Mark, Mark chapter 16, he says, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Basically, the thing is that Jesus started to state his ministry upon the earth. The spirit of the Lord is upon me to actually start to do some things on the earth. Now, the question we have got to ask is this, whereabouts is the, does, does this ashes come from? Whereabouts does this death and destruction come from? Because many people here today, you may not have actual ashes upon your life. You may not have um, uh, yeah, the black sooty stuff all over your life, but... In your life there may be death, there may be destruction. For some of you here this morning, um, you'll look good on the outside, but underneath there is humiliation, there is, uh, there is, uh, there is grief, there is sorrow. Many people here, I uh, know many women, uh, especially around the time of Mother's Day, you experience uh, sorrow because of loss, lost loved ones. For some of you here today, because of... Um, uh, a, 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 it could be a myriad of different things, but many people here today, I believe that you are carrying sorrow, you are carrying ashes upon your life. And we've got to go back and, uh, and, and have a look at, at where all this came from. So when Jesus uh, stood up and said this verse, basically he was, staking, he was making this statement, I'm about to put right what happened back at Eden. I'm about to put right, I am here to put right the issue of sin. Because the earth, when we talk about ashes, when we talk about death and destruction, what we're really talking about, the bottom line, is the issue of sin. The reason why there is so, many, there's so much grief, the reason there is so much of the stuff around our lives, the reason uh, you have the brokenness upon your life right now is because of sin. So when Jesus stands up and says this verse, basically he's saying, I'm here to put right what happened back then. So if you want to have a look, let's look back in Genesis chapter 1, when, when God first make, made man and man and woman. And it says uh, in verse in Genesis chapter 1, in verse 26, the case, And God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them, everybody say, let them. Let them rule over uh, the earth. Let them have dominion. Let them rule over all my creation. Uh, Let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and of the livestock, over all the earth, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So ladies, man, you've got dominion over those little things that crawl across the ground. (laughs) The Bible says, let them have dominion. So in verse 27, God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him. And he created them both male and female. So the God's, first of all, intention was that, uh, see a little bit of God is in man and a little bit of God is in, female, uh, is in, is in woman, and it was God's intention right from the start that there would be no uh, one higher above the other, that together, both of them, man and woman, would have dominion over the earth. They would rule and reign. They would be carriers of the image of Christ, and they would rule and reign over all the, the earth, not, not just, it wasn't just men to have uh, dominion or to, or to reign, it was Together, that man and woman, male and female, would have dominion in the earth. The male and female would would, would carry the presence of God. They would rule over creation. That is what God had, that is how you and I were originally created. The Bible goes on to say that they were both naked and they felt no shame. See, many of you here this morning, uh, there's, uh, uh, I don't know what your circumstance is, but there's people here this morning and, uh, There is shame upon your life. There is ashes upon your life. Friends, I've got to tell you this morning, you were never, ever, ever meant to carry that upon your life. You were never, ladies, you were never, ever meant to carry grief upon your life. You were never, ever meant to carry shame. You were meant to rule and reign upon the earth. You were created, God ordained right from the start for you to have dominion upon the earth. God had anointed you, God had, God had made a way for you to, uh, to carry and to reflect the presence of God. But so sadly, when you look in the community and look up, upon many people today, they don't reflect that. And the issue we're talking about is sin. And so and it goes on to say that, that, um, that, that, that when, Adam and, when Adam and Eve sinned, uh, sin entered in the world. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. In other words, when every time somebody sins, something dies. When every time you and I sin, something inside of us dies. The wages of sin is death. So the Bible says that when, uh, when Adam and Eve sinned, when they, when they rebelled against God, when they did their own thing, what happened? They discovered that they were naked and they started to feel shame. At that point, darkness came into the earth. At that point, ashes came into the world. At that point, humiliation came into the world. At that point, disappointment came in. But see, God had a plan all the time. This is the most exciting part. And we're going to talk about the plan of God uh, for, both, um, uh, for both man and woman. And it says here that, um, in verse, if you look over in Genesis chapter 3, and so after man fell, God had to make some decrees. So first of all, God made a, an initial decree that they should have rulership over the earth. But after the fall, they handed that rulership over to the devil. And, and, and of course, that's where death and destruction comes from. And so God again makes some decrees upon the earth. He makes some decrees, first of all, to Satan. And he goes, curse to you, in verse 14, "Cursed to you amongst all the livestock and, uh, he said, and, and amongst all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat the dust all the days of your life. And I will put an enmity between, um, uh, between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. And he will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. In other words, he's saying, even though this may have happened, I have a plan already. He says devil, you think you were so smart that you could trick man. <laughs> you, thought you, were so, so, you thought you were just so cheeky tricking man that they would fall and come into this place. You thought you were pretty clever. Since you thought you were pretty clever, you know what? I'm going to use a man one day to bring you down. So the Bible says that He created man a little lower than the angels. So when Jesus Christ came to earth, he came as a man, friends. He came with a purpose to set us free from sin and death. He came to set us free from the ashes. He came to set us free from the shame and the disappointment and the despair around people's lives. He came to set us free. So you got to—the thing that when I was reading this was not what God said. It's what he didn't say. (laughs) You know, I believe that God has secrets. Sometimes there's things he, he writes it in the Word, but sometimes you've got to look a little bit carefully. And uh, see, I believe that, um, that God had little surprises for, for the devil. See, he said, one day there's going to be a man that comes across, and that man, you thought that you were so clever. I'm going to send a man, I'm going to send a human to come and, and to bring you down. See, the little, what he didn't tell him was who the man was. So all through history, all through the... All, all through the, through the, 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 the the amount of time ahead of that, all creation was looking at who would be this man? Who would be the man that would come and set us free? Who would be the man that would bring and that would reconcile man again to Christ? And so there was that was the first surprise, I believe. So one day Jesus Christ stands up, the, the, the Son of God Himself. The Bible says, for this reason, the Son of God was made manifest that He would destroy the works of the devil. And so God, out of, a, out of a deep love for you and I, I mean, he could see the, the shame that had come around our lives. He can see today the shame and the disappointment and the grief that so many people here are carrying. He can see the ashes that are upon so many people's lives. But the Bible says in John, John 3, 16, he says, For God so loved the world. Man, he so loves you. Ladies, it doesn't matter what, uh, what has happened in your life. Friend, today he loves you. He so loved you that he sent his only son. He could have sent somebody, but he wanted to send his only son today. There was only one person that could do that. There was only one man that could set that apart. There's only one man that could bridge the gap, and that was Jesus Christ. And friend, today you may be here this morning, and you may be carrying ashes from from abuse. You may be carrying ashes from, 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 from the from the residue of sin in your life. But friend, you've got to understand today, guys, girls, there is a Jesus Christ today that can set you free from that. That is the reason why he came into this earth today. But God had more surprises. (laughs) And so what happens is Jesus Christ becomes the second Adam. Uh, There was the first Adam, so where, where man fell originally, the Bible also describes that Jesus Christ was the second Adam to put right where the first Adam fell. But we still have the issue of woman. And for, I believe for, uh, even, even today's, even in t- today's society, I mean, even, uh, I mean, I look at, uh, listen to even some of the jokes people say, that, oh, it was the woman's fault, that it was the woman's fault, uh, if you didn't make the woman. And I believe that for, for, for a huge amount of time, there has been this, uh, there's, there's been the spirit of blame that have come around woman. And then ever since, I believe, that, that time where, where, where Eve took the fruit, I believe from there there was a degradation of woman in society. There was a, a lowering. And, um, and, but I believe that God had a plan, not just to restore man, not just to restore man in general, not just to restore... But he had a special place for woman. And I believe for, for you ladies this morning, I want to talk to you just quickly about God's special plan for you. Because... Even because God doesn't, never wants you to carry the blame of, 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 creating, uh, of bringing sin. That was never God's plan. God's got a special plan for you today to restore you and put faith back into your life. God's got a, a special plan for you to bring you <clears throat> from either a, a perceived place or an actual place or wherever you are, bringing you from a place of ashes, bringing you into a place of dominion again. Because I believe, man, women have a powerful role in this world today. You were created to rule and to reign. You were created to have dominion over the earth. So God had a plan. And, but see, God had another surprise. Let's have a look at uh, Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7, see, I believe that God's secret weapon was a woman called Mag- Mary Magdalene. And uh, for those of you who know about Mary Magdalene, that... Um, Mary Magdalene, I believe, was one of the greatest women in the Bible. And, uh, see, Mary Magdalene, uh, she wasn't, uh, she didn't come from a good background. <laughs> she didn't come from a good background. See, Mary was from a place called, I think it was called Magdala, where there was a, a huge amount of, uh, you've got to understand, at this time, there was, uh, Israel was, uh, was ruled by Roman authorities, and the Romans were not nice people. The Roman soldiers were not nice people. They, would, they could come and do as they pleased to, uh, to whoever they like, uh, especially women. So that the place where Mary, Mary Magdalene was from, it was well known that that was a place of, of, uh, of a city of abuse. It was a, it was a city of prostitution. And um, Mary from Magdalene, Mary, ancient manuscripts talk about that, that she was, uh, her upbringing was that of rape. Her upbringing was that of prostitution. So her background, her story, where she came from, she had come from the from a place which was probably even less than ashes. When people get when, when, when women get raped and when women get abused, when when people when women get involved in these different situations, whether by choice or whether by whether they're forced into it, especially in that sort of a culture, their life does not shine anymore. Their life becomes to a place of ashes. So here you have Mary Magdalene, that the that there, as a result of sin, her life had come to a place of absolutely brokenness. She was a victim of rape. She was a prostitute. She was a broken woman. Maybe here this morning, you may, be, uh, you may have been abused in some of that ways. You may, uh, uh, your life may be like that or similar to that or or maybe different, but you still carry uh, ashes upon your life. Friend, God has got a plan for your life, lady. God wants to touch you this morning. And so Mary Magdalene, something inside of her responded to Jesus Christ. See, it was not a big, complex thing. It was not a big spiritual encounter. I mean, one day she must have decided, man, I don't want to live with these uh, shame anymore. I don't want to live with the disgrace of prostitution. I don't want to live with these ashes upon my life anymore. Is there any way that I can get, maybe she turned to booze to try and get the thing off. Maybe she turned to drugs. So many people, they try many different things to try and shake off the ashes or try and put something on the pain that will try and heal the pain on their life. Maybe you're here this morning and you've, you have ashes in your life and you've tried so many different things to try and fix that pain. Maybe you've been abandoned. Maybe you've been, uh, maybe you've been abused. And I know there's different people there that have. Maybe you've come right now from a place of brokenness, and you are trying so many places to try and get some sort of healing or togetherness back in your life. Friend, the only person that can do that is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only one. And many people here today, I know, and you've experienced the touch of Jesus Christ upon your life. So here we have Mary Magdalene, and she was trying to find, but one day she heard about this Jesus. She heard about Jesus, the one that could heal sicknesses. She, he, she could hear that he was the one that could cast out demons. So one day she came and she responded to Jesus Christ. And um, she opened her heart to Jesus Christ. And the Bible starts to describe how, how her life started to change. And um, the Bible says that Jesus uh, cast seven spirits out of her. In other words, man, she had demons in her life that were harassing her like wild dogs, man. And Jesus was the only one that can cast them out. Maybe you're here this morning and there is demon spirits like dogs barking in your ear and you're trying everything to get rid of those things. Friend, the only person that can cast those demons out is Jesus Christ. The only person that can make you feel clean again and bring you into a place of dominion is Jesus Christ. So so Mary comes to Jesus and and, um, and in Luke chapter 7, thirty six it talks about the, about a sinful woman who comes and anoints jesus 's feet there's actually two different mary's there's actually, uh, there's actually two different anointings in the Bible and uh, although her name is not mentioned it's actually implied that, that this was the, the sinful woman that comes and anoints Jesus' feet with, a, with, with, with oil and, and washes her, uh, her feet with, his feet with, with her hair that was implied that it was also Mary magdalene you've got to So what happens is Jesus meets Mary where she was. Jesus met Mary Magdalene as she was as a prostitute. The thing about Mary was this. Her faith was both this. Her faith was direct and it was genuine. It was nothing complicated. It was was direct and it was genuine. She was grateful about what Jesus Christ had done in her life. Even though she was from a, a, a place of ashes, Jesus was not afraid to touch her life. And friend, this morning, Jesus Christ is not afraid to touch your life. It doesn't matter where you have been. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter what you're carrying around your life. Jesus Christ, uh, he's not afraid to touch you. He wants to touch you. That's why he came. And so Mary Magdalene, and so what happened with Jesus is as Mary started to align her life with Christ, Uh, the Bible says in in the the next chapter that, that she started to travel and started to minister with Jesus Christ. See, one of the things about Jesus um, although he selected 12 disciples, he also involved women, and he also allowed women to come up, and he, instead of degrading them, instead of um, keeping them at a lower standard, what he did was he started to speak faith and start to speak life and start to lift women up and start to treat them with honor. Jesus Christ wants to treat you with honor today. He wants to lift you up, not just a second uh, thing. He wants to raise you up as ministers for him. It's religion that will try and keep you down. It's the spirit of religion that will try and keep you contained. Jesus is all about bringing you forward, because that is what he's, he originally had for you to have dominion in this world today. So we used Mary, and Mary, there was something about Mary. There was something about Mary. Not only Mary Magdalene, but there was something about Mary. I mean, there was Mary of Bethany, there was Mary Jesus. There was something about, what was it about Mary? First of all, her faith was direct and genuine. You see, it came a time when, when Jesus then had to die on the cross. And the last person to leave the cross was Mary. So yes, Jesus had all these great men and these apostles, and, but, but man, they denied him. You know, they walked on water, man, they, they did some incredible things. But when it came down to Jesus Christ on the cross, they were all running away and hiding. Most of them were. The last person there was... Mary, something in her heart had been captured by Jesus Christ. There was a deep sense of gratification. There was a deep sense of gratitude. See, Jesus wants to touch your life this morning. So when Jesus dies on the cross, that's the second surprise that God had for the devil. So, you thought you were so smart using a man? I too am going to use a man. You thought you were so smart using a tree? I'm going to use a tree too. And every time you look at that tree, You'll be reminded of the victory. Every time you look at the cross, see the cross, when I talk about the cross, we're talking about a tree. Every time you look at the cross, you'll be reminded of the victory. You'll be reminded of where you tried to deceive man. You thought you were so smart using a tree, so will I. And so, but there was another surprise. So when Jesus died on the cross, uh, the Bible says that uh, incredible things happened, graves opened up. The way was open for you and I to come and have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But friend, that was not the greatest victory. Jesus dying on the cross was not quite the greatest victory. If you have a look in John chapter 20, we're just going to quickly wrap it up soon. In John chapter 20, verse 1, it says, On the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. There was something about this woman that had come from prostitution. There was something about this woman that had been a victim of rape. There was something about this woman had been abused. There was something about her that was captured by the heart of God. She was the last one to leave the cross. And she was the first one at the, at the, at the gravesite. And so when the Bible says that that the word was spread that Jesus Christ had, from, that had risen from the dead, there's a rumor started to happen. So then the Bible says that, um, that the The the, the two disciples, Peter and John, when they heard the news, when they heard the rumor that the grave was empty, they ran to the grave. The Bible says that this, that they, um, so so, uh, in uh, in John chapter 20, verse 8, finally the other disciple who who had reached the tomb first went inside. Then he saw and believed, but they did not understand Guess what these disciples did? The the men of God, the the twelve disciples, after witnessed the most incredible victory in, in in the world today. The most incredible victory for mankind. They went home. These great men, they were walked on water, they saw this and that happened. They could have been eyewitnesses to the greatest victory the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But the Bible says they went home. And it goes on to say here, but Mary, everybody say, but Mary. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. See, there's something about the heart of a woman, friends. There's something about the heart of a woman. Mary stood outside the tomb crying, and she wept and she bent over to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one at the foot. And they asked asked Mary, why are you crying? why are you crying? They said, look, they've taken my Lord away and I don't know where they have taken him. And at this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize who he was. And then Jesus looked into her eyes and said, her name, Mary. Friends, you've got to understand the most... You've got to understand the significance of this point right now. For so many years, that woman had been treated as lower, that had been blamed for the fall. For so many years, women have been degraded. And here is the most incredible encounter when Jesus looked into her eyes and said, Mary, today I sense that the presence of God is in this place today. And He's looking into your eyes, ladies. And guys, he's looking, he can see where you have come from, he has seen what's going on into the into your life. You can't we can't hide. And today he's calling your name. Mary. And she turned and towards him and cried out, Rabbi. Friend, you've got to understand this. That's the second surprise. Mary was the first one to witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ. See, one of the things that, see, God had this planned right from the beginning. He said, I'm going to use a man one day to bring you down, devil. (laughs) I'm going to use a man to restore mankind to me again. And I'm going to use a tree to remind you of the victory. But it gets even better than this. (laughs) I'm going to use a, I'm going to use a prostitute I'm going to use a victim of rape. I'm going to use somebody that you have tried to destroy and you have tried to turn to ashes. I'm going to turn somebody who, is the, who, who seems to be the bottom of society. I'm going to use a woman like that I'm going to use Mary. I'm going to use Mary of Magdalene, the victim of rape, the prostitute, and she is going to testify. She's going to stand up and she's going to testify the world of the greatest victory that ever has fallen upon the face of this earth. See, friend, God had planned to restore woman all along. The first woman to testify, the first woman ever to preach the gospel, was a prostitute, a victim of rape. The first woman to preach and testify the greatest victory that man could be reconciled to God <laughs> was a woman who was burnt in ashes. Don't underestimate, woman, what God can do through you. I believe at that time, God not only restored man back into right place, but he also had a special place for women. He had a special place for men to restore them back into dominion again. Woman, marry the prostitute. Mary the Magdalene, she was the first woman to preach the gospel. She was the first one to testify. See, coming back to, um, coming back to uh, just finishing up in Isaiah Isaiah 61, just from when we first started. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, provide for all those who grieve in Zion, and bestow upon them a, pr- a crown of beauty. Friends, I'm going to tell you today, God does not want to just clean the ashes off your life. It's not about just cleaning the ashes off your life. He doesn't want to just clean you up. He wants to put a crown upon your life, ladies. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life right now. Ran, in an instant, man, he can clean that stuff off your life. He doesn't want to just clean it off, but he wants to put upon your life a beautiful crown. Don't be just satisfied with just having the stuff removed. Have the crown that God has for your life. He doesn't want to just take away. Uh, he doesn't want to take away just your, the sadness, the countenance, the grief that's upon your life. He wants to put upon your life a smile. He wants. He just doesn't want to change your, your countenance. He wants to cause your face to shine. This is one thing to clean a face up. It's another thing to put oil upon it and to cause it to shine. Ladies, he wants to cause your face to shine today. Not just to be clean from ashes, but he wants to, your face to, to, to shine with beauty. And it says in, a gar- in, his, in oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of sadness. Friends, he doesn't want it to just take your sadness off your life. He wants to put upon your life a garment of praise. When the Bible talks about praise, it talks about faith. He doesn't want to just take that off. He wants to put it upon your life, ladies. He wants to put faith upon your life today, not just take away sadness. The last thing here, and yet they will be called trees of righteousness. The last thing you believe he wants to do to you today, he wants to take away the old identity, the old tag that you've had upon your life. You will no longer be called a prostitute. You will no longer be called a woman of shame. You will no longer be called this. You will no longer be identified as a woman of the street. You will no longer be identified as a broken and hurting woman. That's no longer your identity. You will then be called, you'll be known as a daughter of the Most High God. God wants to give inside of you, He wants to place inside of you a fresh identity upon your life, ladies. That you will be called trees of righteousness. In other words... He wants to make you his own this morning. Why just close your eyes and bow your heads?